Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. That's the name of this program. Today's Issues, uh, I'm Tim Wildman. And joining me in the studio is Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. Chris Woodward. Good morning. Uh, later on, uh, Dr. Ray Pritchard will be uh, co-hosting with us. I think he's en route home. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a local uh, trip he had to make there in Kansas City. But uh, he'll be joining us uh, momentarily. And we thank you, as always, for listening to AFR. Speaking of Kansas, I was watching some news reports this morning uh, having severe problems with ice yes on the roads we actually talked to brother ray earlier today uh seven o'clock program this morning and he said the temperature dropped from last evening to this morning about 30 degrees so it's uh i think it's like minus six now or something something in that range uh severe drop which is what they are predicting for a big segment of the country Mm -hmm. uh Big swings in temperature over the next twenty four hours. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chris, what do you you know you you going to play the part of a meteorologist here for us? Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people, regardless of uh, how they get their information, most people are familiar with the kind of the weather map uh, where things are different colors. Uh, when it comes to uh, an event like this, you've got pink and red, maybe kind of a purpley color. Those tend to be the the big areas where a lot of stuff is happening snow wise. Uh, and then you get into kind of the uh, the powder blues, if you will. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Dallas north all the way up through uh, the Dakotas on over into uh, Illinois. All that's pretty much pink and maroon right at the moment. We are powder blue, which I'm sure our Ole Miss friends will love. Um, so depending on where you are, uh, well, millions of people in the country are getting something right now. If you're not, you're going to get it. So batten down the hatches. Yeah. Ray, good morning. <laughs> Hey Tim, how you doing? We just said you were you were you were trying to get back home from an uh a bit something you had to do locally. Yeah, well, I was at the eye doctor, and uh, let let me tell you the stuff that uh, Chris was just talking about. Last night here in Kansas City, it was thirty seven degrees and clear. I just came slipping and sliding back from the doctor's office, minus five degrees. Totally frozen. We've dropped 42 degrees, Tim, in 12 hours. Heavy, heavy snow. Slipping and sliding. And it's about as cold as I can remember being in a long time. So now, I'm glad that, to be back here. That's saying something for a guy who spent 20 years in Chicago. Yeah, I know. I know. Just minus five. And Fred knows with the, the wind, right? Oh. When, when, when that 25, 30 mile an hour wind, it's not you just, it's a good You just uh, open the garage I hope to get in and close it. Yes. For those who have uh, garages that, you know, with doors. That but, kind of temperature, you actually feel it biting your skin. Mm-hmm. Your your skin starts to hurt. And that's when you're you're not supposed to stay outside very long at all. You know, yeah. that frostbite can happen. So that so that uh, that Arctic blast or whatever you want to call it, some kind of some of the winter, some of the uh, meteorologists are calling it a some kind of a bomb or something. Bomb cyclone? Yes. Bomb cyclone? Mm-hmm. Can't just be a bomb. <laughs> or it's got to be a cyclone too, right? Bomb. 
This uh, all on sci-fi bomb cyclone. But it appears to me, and this is going to wreak havoc, absolute havoc on Christmas travel. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be getting on. I'd have left yesterday if I could to go wherever I was going because, well, if you were going west, it was going to be bad, though. I'm west from the Mississippi River yesterday. But uh, just looking at this thing, it's dropping down uh, over you right now, Ray. Right. And it's then, kind of coming through Kansas. So what's the what's the what's the uh, Kansas City? What's the temperature there in Tupelo? Right it's fifty. Now? Okay, say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> say goodbye to fifty because it's leaving pretty soon. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'm I'm looking at this thing and it's uh, Missouri, Arkansas now, and it's going to cross the Mississippi River and then boom, it's going to hit the rest of the six or seven o'clock central tonight. For us is when the flip comes. Yeah. You want to be home by then. Yeah. Uh, if you need to make a Walmart run, now is the time <laughs> to the do time. it. That's true. So heavy snow there for you guys? Yeah. 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 We, uh, it, it just it started light, and then it really it really started coming down. And All right, just real quickly here, uh, what you guys experienced, you said a 35-degree drop? What, 42. 42 in 12 okay. hours. Yeah. Right, so, so at noon – Today here, we're central time. It's going to be 52 degrees. You know, it's not bad, right? No, no that's okay. 52, that's you can right. handle that. Yeah. All right. Then, uh, see, 53 at 3 o'clock. Still pretty good. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. And then 51 at 4 o'clock. <laughs> Still good. 49 at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay. 48 at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, as to borrow Ray's words, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, uh, temperatures humans can exist in, right? It's going to go uh, 48, 42, 34, 29, 26, 22, 19, 16, 14, 3 o'clock in the morning, 12 hours later, after the 53-degree high, we will experience an 11-degree temperature straight up. Mm-hmm. Wow. 10, 9, 8, 8, 8. It's like we're going to bottom out at eight here in uh, in Tupelo. What are you going to bottom out there? Straight up now, not wind temperature. Not well, wind let's temperature. see. It's minus five now. Oh I wow! Think, I think we're going to get. I don't think we. I don't think it's gone to the bottom yet. I think we're going right. to bottom out at six or minus six or minus seven in a wind chill. Oh, you know, twenty five. You know, in all seriousness, they say in all seriousness, this is. I mean, it's an extremely a dangerous situation because they said in temperatures like this. Uh, you can die of hypothermia in like ten minutes if you're out in this thing. That's right. Right. Huh? That's I mean, right. it's you don't want to get Mm-mm. outside in this, car, especially caught on any road. I was thinking about people sliding on the roads. Mm-hmm. Well, they go out and go over in a ditch. Yes. And then you know, if you got a cell phone, I guess you can call somebody. But uh, then they got to come get you and risk their yes um, safety. It's just a very dangerous situation. It's one of those things where you just say, stay home. Yeah. Right. Speaking. I was I was mentioning to our folks this morning, <clears throat> we need to be praying for the uh, emergency responder folks. They have to go out in this mm-hmm. firemen, police, mm-hmm. ambulance, utility crews, all of, they've got to go out in this. Mm-hmm. And so be praying. Well, for them. I know the people, know, uh, it, it's affecting two thirds of the country, I would say. Yeah. Two thirds of the country where well, you're listening to. Not the Weather Channel. You're listening to today's issues. All right. So, so that all that being said, the plan, the 
plan for us here tomorrow is to we're to do the uh, trivia show. JJ and Ed have to drive like 20 minutes, and I have to drive 15 to get here. Uh, and I'm sure Ed is celebrating. He's why is that? He's really happy to drive in that. Oh, yeah. He's from Massachusetts. <laughs> well, he won't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I, hopefully, hopefully we won't get any of the sleet here. Uh, the icy roads. Uh, we don't know whether that that remains to be seen, but I'm just saying there is a possibility that we wouldn't do the trivia show live tomorrow if uh, weather keeps us from coming into the studios here. That's what I'm saying. So hopefully we'll be able to uh, to do that tomorrow and have some fun on the show, given the fact that everybody will be cooped up. Right. Yeah. All right. You're listening to today's issues. Next uh, next story. Well, a lot of people are uh, covering the address last night of uh, Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. He came and spoke to members of Congress, uh, which, of course, is uh, debating another round of Ukrainian aid. Uh, we're up to about $44 billion uh, that could be approved this week. That's on top of 60-some-odd billion that have already been uh, sent to uh, Ukraine. Um Democrats are all in agreement that we need to help Ukraine as it uh, continues to fight Russian invaders. But you have Republicans that are expressing concern uh, that we're perhaps sending Ukraine a blank check. Uh, we're not giving them any kind of conditions like, hey, how long are you going to you know, fight? When, when can we stop funding? Stuff like that. I have a tweet here uh, of one Republican uh, that's not in favor of continuing to give them money. It's uh, Representative Thomas Massey from Kentucky. Uh, he tweeted a lot of things yesterday, including this, $100 billion to Ukraine. That would be the total amount thus far. Uh, and he says, let's put that in perspective. That's more than $200 million this year from each congressional district. What could your congressman have done for your district with $200 million bucks? How long will the kids in your district be paying interest on this debt? So there are some people out there not in favor of uh, this just tap of money going to uh, Ukraine. And I do have a bit of audio here that I can play and then we can get everybody's thoughts. Uh, It's Victoria Coates of the Heritage Foundation talking about the Republican concerns. She was on Newsmax and uh, Ms. Coates said uh, Ukraine, uh, the president of Ukraine, would have done a better thing had he waited until January to come and speak to the new Congress, which is going to have a GOP majority. Clip one. You know, if he had come in January, addressed the new Congress, embraced them, said, you are my best friends in this. I want your help being transparent. I want your audit. I think that would have been a much more effective way to ensure bipartisan support for the effort in Ukraine, which, you know, we, we've supported now for 10 months. We're up against $100 billion. I think it's time to win this thing. So uh, and the president point. just keeps nibbling around the edges. Hmm. Go ahead, Fred. It's, it's a tough one because this is the first time uh, where a war, like moment by moment, we get live shots of... Uh, Vladimir Putin's attack against civilians in Ukraine. It can't help but tear at the strings of your heart. Uh, I mean, you see these people, how they are suffering, and and Putin's generals are aiming right at residential areas. We all see this. But to the point uh, that was just made by this individual, what is the end game? And that question was being asked yesterday. What is the end game here? Putin continues to match any resources that NATO forces, including the United States, keep giving to Zelensky to fight this battle. So it's kind of one-upmanship. It just keeps going. It's 10 months now. Yesterday, when Zelensky was in Washington, 
Putin was continuing to bomb certain areas in Ukraine. So how do you wrap this up? Zelensky said any kind of deal with Putin, like you take this much, we take this much. He says that's off the table. So how does this end? And that's what a lot of people are asking. A hundred billion dollars so far. Ray, you could do a lot down on the border with a hundred billion dollars. I mean, we talk about border security. You could do a lot to strengthen law enforcement in our own country with a hundred billion dollars. And I'm a friend of Ukraine. Tim, we've talked about that. I've been there twice, been to the Bible Institute outside of Kiev and, uh, uh, and believe in the great work they're doing over there. But it, at least this much is clear. Um, we don't. We may be the richest nation on earth, but we do not have an unlimited bank account either. What is the end game? When uh, and I've got yeah. nothing good to say about what uh, Putin and his stormtroopers are doing in the bombing of the infrastructure and the the, the killing of, of civilians. War is terrible anyway. No, nothing good to say about that. But there needs to be an end, an end in sight, doesn't there? Yeah, this this is a this is the fits the classic definition of the word quagmire. Mm. Yeah, um, this I was thinking about this yesterday. This is almost like Vietnam, with the exception that we don't have our soldiers on the ground. Mm-hmm. Listen, I have great admiration for this fella Zelensky. Zelensky. Is that the correct pronunciation? Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, he's a he's a brave he's a modern day Braveheart in my view. Um, you know, Mel Gibson probably play him one day. <laughs> Although Mel Gibson's getting on up there, isn't he? Yes. They got that face altering technology Oh, that's now. true, yeah. Chris. Um, and again, uh, there's a lot of intertangled considerations and politics and all this that you don't, you know, that we don't have time to parse. But just looking at him and what they've been able to do to resist complete uh, destruction of their country has been remarkable and their fighting spirit against Putin's army has been commendable and wow. You just go, wow. They're still, Uh you know, however, you know, this is one of those things, like you said, that pulls at your heartstrings on the other, on the other hand, well, let me just say this. If not for the financial support of the United States of America, Ukraine would be, uh, in control now of Vladimir Putin and Russia. I don't think there's any question about that. Yes, the Ukrainians have fought the war themselves, but they've been financed by the United States of America. Uh, I, I don't know what the percentage, I would say probably the majority of the expenses, uh, may, if not the vast majority, have been paid for by the U.S. And so you have to question, well, how long are we going to keep going with this and how much are you going to spend? Mm-hmm. Because what... Mr. Zelensky would argue is if you don't continue to support us, our our countrymen die and Putin wins the war and all what we've done in the last year will have been um, for naught in the end because he would have conquered uh, Ukraine. So all that to say, I, I, man, this is one of those things that's just to me it's not black and white. It's right. it's it's a bunch of gray to, mm-hmm. to look at here. Yeah, I, I think they're gonna we we're, we we the United States are gonna give them some more money here. 
but I don't know how much longer, you know, will it last into 2023? You know, I guess the other, the other side of the question is how far is Mr. Putin willing to go? How deep are his pockets? Oh, that's mean, true. He doesn't have unlimited resources either. How far is he willing to go before he says it's not worth it? I mean, I don't know. So it's not it's not just a problem on the Ukrainian side. The Russians, led by Mr. Putin, continue to attack. Yeah. What then? We we certainly, Tim, do not want to see Russia in control of Ukraine. We do not want to see that. Somebody made this point uh, on that Newsmax interview with Victoria Coates, uh, the host of the program. I don't have the name of the show in front of me, but the host of the program had made the point that the Russians were in Afghanistan for 10 years. As a matter of fact, I'm looking it up on the Internet. The Soviet-Afghan war began on Christmas Eve in 1979, so we're coming up that, on the anniversary that's of That's when they were the Soviet Union. Yes, and they were in Afghanistan until February of 89. So the point or the question was raised, are we going to be sending Ukraine money 10 years from now? Or nine years from now. You hope not. <laughs> yeah. Imagine how much money you could do on the border with that amount, Ray. Right. But the uh, right. the the, uh, the gentleman Zelensky spoke to a joint session of Congress last night. Mm-hmm. Came to America. I read about how he got here because he was very tightly controlled uh, security provided by NATO and the United States. He's basically snuck out of the country. First time he's been out of the Ukraine. Yeah. Huh. So. Uh, you you just would think that a, a fellow now he's probably forty, isn't he? What is he forty? I'll look him up. Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with being forty. You would you would think he would look worse than he does in terms of his health and his amazing. You know, it's a, I mean, he's a he, he he's not a warrior in the sense that he's a he's battle tested general. He's or an anything. actor. Yeah, as an he's, actor. But but and I mean that in the in the good sense. Yeah, you you see him up there. Sometimes you see leaders. Who get up before the microphone and they look tense or whatever? Mm. No, he's a, he's a good spokesman for his cause, right? Yeah, he's not big on ties either, evidently. Yeah, yeah. Todd Starnes <laughs> joked that he was wearing Fetterman chic. Uh, yeah, when he spoke I, to uh, members of Congress, he probably was just wearing whatever he wears back home every day. Right. Um, but uh, anyway, that's it's a very difficult situation to know what the right thing to do is and i under, you know one of those things where you understand both sides of the argument one other point too it is amazing after 10 months of what the ukrainian people have gone through he still has the support of the ukrainian people to mm-hmm. keep fighting mm-hmm. you know one aspect of this which is hard to determine which i think congressman massey was talking about earlier <laughs> from kentucky and a lot of frustration that some Republicans have on this is where's the accountability for the money? Yes. In other words, what are you spending it on? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or is it being wasted or is it going in the pockets of people? Like we often see around the world when America hands out money, you know, we hand out money to countries and it ends up going to dictators pockets. And uh, we saw what happened. That's what happened in Afghanistan mm-hmm. uh, yes. to a large extent. You see the, you know, remember the, Remember the guy who escaped? Mm-hmm. When uh, you have this much money. Yeah. Where does it go? Who's accounting for it? You know, who's keeping up with it? What is it? Is it going for legitimate purposes? Uh, you know, there's uh, hardly any way to keep it up with it. And how's the money channeled? And oh, I don't know. How, in wartime, how do you clearly define legitimate purposes True. anyway, right? A good, a good example, I think, of what you're talking about here is Africa. We have for 
generations now, poured a ton of money into various African countries, many of which continue to be in poverty, and they have all kinds of problems despite all the money that the world has poured into Af- uh, Africa right. as a whole. Um, Same it, thing yeah, in Central and South America, Yeah, well, quite frankly, but certainly Africa. You know, the money usually goes to one of the warlords. Haiti, a yeah. perfect example. The Clintons yeah. Yeah. Uh, supposedly helped that, and it, they're still having problems. <clears throat> All right, we're right back where we started from. Yes. Well, hey, while you are uh, hunkered down over the weekend, uh, probably snowed or iced in, you'll have plenty of time to read things like the uh, forthcoming 800-page report from the January 6th committee. <laughs> Uh, they're preparing to unveil. Can't get their- me enough January sixth committee. I've been waiting for the next chapter. It's what I'm here for. Uh, uh, but the uh, the January sixth committee or the J six committee, uh-huh. they're preparing to unveil the 800 page report as early as today. Please unveil it. This would uh, culminate an 18 month investigation, mm-hmm. many of which completely disagree with. And I have one brief example of uh, somebody that does not agree with this. It is Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio on really? Kennedy. Flip two. A political committee, I think that the country sees it for what it is. Short and sweet. <laughs> well, you said 800 page? Yes, and that's just this report. A summary would be one page for me. We hate Trump. <laughs> I mean, that's really it. You can save sentence, a lot of trees. Right? We hate Trump. That's it. That's what this committee's been doing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and then there's another committee wanting to release his uh, tax. Mm-hmm. Taxes, right? Yes, a, that's yeah. the ten ninety nine committee. President President Trump's uh, <laughs> uh, just yeah. For what reason? What purpose does that serve? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's uh, Liz Cheney said it the other day in their wrap up session. This January sixth commission, we want to make sure this man never enters the Oval Office again. Right. Right. That's it. That's it. Well, you know that would have been a report out of red. What you just said, mm-hmm. huh? That was about two sentences, which wrapped uh, a year, a, two years up of committee that, hearings. That's it. Or just about two years, whatever it was. Yep. All right. So are you telling me, Chris, look at me in the eye. Are you <laughs> telling me that the January 6th commission is over now? They're it's, not going to meet anymore. They've disbanded. It is coming to an end until somebody reboots it. Or it comes out with a no. Sequel. I don't. It's they. They. Yeah. This is their last report, right? It's okay. Bye bye. Yes. Republicans are taking over the House, so they're not going to have any more. Yes. Uh, according to USA Today, the January sixth committee uh, is. This is its quote final report. Oh, just sad to see them. And you got the January seventh committee. Yeah. <laughs> and the eighth. And five years from now, we're still talking about COVID nineteen. Yeah, it's it's just uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad their works are done. And uh, boy, it was thorough, you know. And <laughs> well, I mean, we're talking about money going to Ukraine. Imagine how much money we've spent on this thing on, on the committee. January That's 6th. money you could have spent on education, mm-hmm. paying mm-hmm. teachers. Well, like you said, Fred, it could have been could have been written in a few paragraphs at the most, yep. probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, all right, we're going to take a break right here. Take a take a short timeout. Actor and producer Kirk Cameron will be on with us momentarily. He's up to something that you need to know about. Doesn't have anything to do with a TV show or a movie, uh, but we'll let Kirk tell you about that. He's ticking off a lot of these secular lefties across the country. And I think he's taking some kind of a, a joy in that. <laughs> we'll let him tell you about it when we get back from the break. 
You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Stay with us. American Family Studios was started back in 2011 as a way to advance the Christian worldview into an increasingly media-rich culture. Media is like such a powerful tool to communicate the gospel. I love writing stories, getting in my office, and just thinking, how can we portray this concept of who God's character is? And to get to use the gifts that God has given me is really a joy. AmericanFamilyStudios.net We live in a day when America's families are under attack like never before. Buddy Smith, Senior Vice President of the American Family Association. The war against biblical principles rages on numerous fronts. The Internet, Hollywood, Washington, D.C., America's corporate boardrooms, and the list goes on. At American Family Association, we're committed to standing against the enemies of God, the enemies of your family. And we recognize it's an impossible task without God's favor and your partnership. Thank you for being faithful to pray for this ministry, to give financially, and to respond to our calls for activism. What you do on the home front is crucial to what we do on the battlefront. We praise God for your faithfulness. And may He give us many victories in the battles ahead as we work together to restore our nation's biblical foundations. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Marine Corps drill instructors have a history of using salty language, but there are two words that will get drill instructors in big trouble, sir and ma'am. The Marine Corps Times reports a recommendation has been made for recruits to stop using gendered terms like ma'am and sir when addressing drill instructors. The Army, Navy, and Coast Guard already have de-emphasized gender. Service members there are now referred to as their rank, role, or last name. The recommendation came from an academic report commissioned for the Corps by the University of Pittsburgh. They say it's about teaching recruits to respect rank over gender. The U.S. military has been turned into a social engineering laboratory, ladies and gentlemen. It started during the Obama years. It's only gotten worse. We need our military to be focused on breaking things and killing the enemy, not whether or not their drill instructor wears a skirt. I'm Todd Stearns. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. 1 Corinthians 2.9. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. 
Hey, so it's going to get down to eight degrees. We talked about that <clears throat> where we live here in Tupelo, but you know, a lot of you folks are going to experience even colder temperatures across the country. But I will say this: I mean, once again, it's down to eight with twenty mile an hour winds. What's the difference between that and minus fifteen and twenty mile an hour winds? Huh? Still going to die in ten minutes if you're just sitting out there in that. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking. Think of Ray. You're like me. I mean, your dog goes outside, right? Very quickly this morning. <laughs> Shit. She got down to business fast. Oh, is that right? <laughs> even even dogs know, right? Even dogs know. At, you know, at, at minus five, they know. Okay. Well, I got you know. I mentioned this before. I got a little eleven pound Maltese, and he, you know, we let him outside yeah. a couple three times a day, but. Uh, We'll see. I'm gonna, it's going to be interesting to see how he reacts as I shut the door behind him <laughs> and watch Good him. Luck. Good luck. <laughs> I let him go, yeah. shut the door, and then he goes out, and then I wait for him to come back. A lot of times I'll go do something and come back, and he'll be just waiting patiently at the door. But I don't think he's going to be waiting patiently. Not patiently. You might mor- have to kind of guide him with your no, foot out in there. in the morning, it's yeah. probably going to be freezing as it hits. You know, you know? Uh, speaking of weather, very quickly, there's yeah. always somebody worse off than we are. Yeah. North Pole, Alaska. Okay. That's near Fairbanks. Yeah. Population, 2,000. Uh-huh. The high today there, minus 29. Uh-huh. That's the high. That's the high. Yeah. Would you be able to tell that? <laughs> huh? Minus 36 tonight. Okay. Okay. I mentioned we have, uh, there's a Christian station there that takes our newscasts. North Pole, Alaska. Uh, takes American Family News. Takes American Family News. Well, hello, everybody listening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. They, they don't take our network. They just take our newscast, right? Take our newscasts. Yeah. So they're going to be listening to the newscast with the le- with the weather leading. And the- we're complaining. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. it's going to minus <laughs> six yeah. tonight. We say it's freezing when it's like 45. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, I mentioned that Kirk Cameron was going to join us, uh, and he is on now. Uh, Kirk, good morning to you, my friend. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Great to talk to you. Now, are you in uh, Southern California, or are you traveling? I'm in Southern California right now, um, <laughs> and I'm definitely not traveling to Tupelo, Mississippi, <laughs> with, the, with the temperatures being the way you But you know, I have a secret plan. I'd like to send my chihuahua to Tupelo, Mississippi, <laughs> wow. because yeah. that guy has been the, the thorn in my flesh for the last eight or nine years, and he's got another eight or nine to go, yeah. as far as the vet tells me. This is, is this one of those your wife talked you into it type thing, or you came home and there he was? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was it was kind of both. My my daughter wanted a puppy, and he looked yeah. real cute, you know, when he was a little, about as big as a hamster. But yeah. now, you know, I mean, I've got this geriatric <laughs> chihuahua who's just, he's the bane of my existence. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I got to replace all the legs on my chairs in my kitchen. Uh, oh, that boy uh, just likes to mark everything. It's terrible. <laughs> oh my but goodness! At the same gracious. time, I want to stay married. So right, I, I understand. <laughs> hey, you do what you got to do. You take some notes. You do what you, you got to do. It is, uh, yeah, you get. There's a lot of give and take, and and with men, there's a lot of give, give, give. Right. <laughs> uh, all right, so. I love you, honey. I didn't say that, by love the way. You, honey. Uh, if somebody tells my wife, Allison, I said that right there, 
Don't make me yeah, call you a liar. I'm not. You may be you're walking with the dog tonight. <laughs> yeah, I like the dog ass uh, metaphor there. <laughs> if that's what it was. Uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, Kirk, tell us. Um, you've. Uh, I saw you on the news the other night. I saw a clip on Fox News. You're telling the story about your your book. What was I doing? Did I what? have? Did they catch me with drugs? No. Uh, what was I doing? I, I know, right? No, it was nothing bad, uh, except if you're a lefty. I guess it was bad. But tell us what you're doing with this uh, book and the libraries and all that. Go ahead for, for maybe those who don't know the story. Sure. Well, uh, I wrote a children's book, and it's a book to to teach kids about biblical wisdom through the seasons of their life and how to grow the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And uh, I wanted to do a public book reading at a public library. And, you know, uh, public libraries are doing all kinds of book readings these days, and, and I was denied by over 50 woke libraries who have hosted drag queen story hours. So the same libraries who say yes to male, uh, you know, uh, book readers and some dancers who are dressed like women reading children's stories, some of them about sexuality, are saying no to somebody who uh, is a husband, a father, six children, a love and joy and kindness and patience and self-control. So that hit the news, and people are saying, what in the world have we come to as a country? And um, we tried to uh, reason with the libraries and say, you know, I hope you'd reconsider. Here's a free copy of the book. Uh, feel free to give it away to anyone that you like there in the, in the community. Uh, but this is actually viewpoint discrimination, and if you're giving certain people a chance to read in a public library and you're you're banning others because you don't like biblical values. Well, that's not what our country's founded on, and uh, I'm prepared to assert my constitutional rights in court. Well, uh, two of those libraries reversed course. I'm very grateful for that, and I'm going to be heading out there next week to Scarsdale, New York, and also Indianapolis to read my book called As You Grow. Well, good for you, man. Uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, I'm, I'm glad you went to court. Uh, or send a letter at least, not necessarily go to court, but threaten to go to court. And there are these, uh, so 50 uh, said no. Two have come back and said, uh, we changed our mind. Yes, you're welcome here. The other well, one, you know what's cool, Tim, yeah. is it's two out of two said, said we will change our mind. We'll reverse course. Uh, we only sent two letters, and they were to, to two of the most. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Two of the most sort of like in your face, you right. know, like, like it's a hard no. Right. And so we sent two of those letters and both of them said, uh, you know, come on, uh, you, you can come. And whether it was the bad press or it was the threat of a lawsuit, I'm not sure. Or maybe they just reconsidered. But uh, Christians often get told no in the public square. We don't like your values. Keep your religion to yourself. And, and often we tuck our tail between our legs. We go home and cry in our Chick-fil-A soup and wait for the rapture. Right. I say that's the wrong way to go. Yeah. I say we're supposed to be salt and light in the community and that we're not to complain about the culture, but be creators of the culture. So really, um, mm -hmm. if if the left is going to train up our children in the way they should go because we just give them to them, well, mm -hmm. then that's our fault. Yeah. If we think God gave children to us to raise, well, then let's pick up the playbook in the Bible and run those plays better than anybody else. I bet God would bless us Amen. as a nation. 
Amen. Hey, uh, the name of the, what's the name of the book you're going to read, and where can people get it? It's called As You Grow, and you could get it, just Google Kirk Cameron As You Grow or Children's Book, and you'll find it at Amazon. You could also find it at bravebooks.com, and they got a really cool Book of the Month uh, subscription club where you get a, a new book sent to your house every month with a pro-God, pro-America value. Uh, some are about free speech. Some of them, one of them is called um, um, Elephants Are Not Birds. That's about transgenderism. Uh, there's others about, like mine, about the fruit of the spirit and uh, the Constitution and um, kindness, leadership, patience, all those types of, of values that we want our kids to learn. Uh, bravebooks.com. Hey, one other thing. Your, uh, your sister, Cameron... Uh, Candace. Candace, rather, excuse me. Mm-hmm. That's, okay, what, Cameron, that's the last name, uh, her maiden name. Yes. I'm just uh, going to call you Wildman. You just on. do that. Or, or some <laughs> people call me Wild Man. Wild Man. Wild Man. Wild Man. Just don't call me late for supper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so what did I, how did I mess that up? Candace. You were talking about Candace. Yeah, Candace. Yeah. She, she, uh, she switched over. She left Hallmark and went to, what's the, what's the other network called? The great she went to the Great American Family Channel. Okay, and then she announced, "Hey, we're going to make movies about traditional marriage with traditional marriage yep. in them." And then yep. here, here, here comes the usual suspects. You know, one same ones who came after you on the book came after her on this. Uh, some of them, the Hollywood, you know, lefties. But uh, man, you, you, today you just take a, a you just take a stand for uh, traditional values, and you're you're a hater, you know. So, yeah. uh, but so she's but she's going to be helping create the content at this new. Now, is that on satellite? Or where where can you get that? Or I don't know, is cable or where? You know, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't watch much TV at all, so <laughs> I right. should know this. It's a little embarrassing, uh, but I bet if you looked it up, uh, GAC, yeah, uh, you could you could find out where yeah where you but, can get a hold of it. But she's a uh, you know she's taking a strong stand for her faith too. Yeah, yeah, it's important to her, and um, it, it's. I think this is all just really instructive for us. I find this stuff in the Bible all the time. You know, God would often humble His own people when they would not obey Him. He'd say, "Listen, don't don't worry about your enemies. I'll take care of them." I want. Here's what I'm concerned about: if my people will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, don't worry about the Canaanites, the Hittites, uh, uh, you know, all the parasites out there that are trying to wreck my plan here on earth, I can handle all of it. But if you don't run the plays I'm telling you to run, if you're making your idols more important than me, the author of your life, well, then I'll even use those people. I'll bring them on you to teach you a lesson. And I wonder if that's what's happening in our culture today. We shouldn't be surprised when pagans simply live out their pagan worldview. They're just doing what they do. Yeah. Uh, the question is, are Christians doing what Christians are supposed to do? Because I think if we keep turning on the light, the, the darkness doesn't have a chance. Okay, but how, how are you going to apply the principles you just spoke about to your Chihuahua situation? Um, Man. Because you, 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 you sound like you're awful worried about your Chihuahua problem when you should be, you know, focused on your own situation. So. I mean, listen, because of the, 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 the terrible mean thoughts I've had about this Chihuahua, I might just, <laughs> just might have done lost, lost my salvation. Right. And I and I and I don't even believe in that. I think I <laughs> Losing your religion. Uh hey listen, Kirk, uh 
listen, uh, brother, we thank you so much for your stand and coming on with us, and we hope you and your family have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, okay? Oh, man, yeah. thank you, guys. Have a Merry Christmas, you all, and uh, keep up the okay. great work. Thank you. Thank come, you. Come see us uh, right, if you, you get a chance here. Uh, if you're traveling, okay. down, traveling down south, come see but, us. But leave your dog at home. <laughs> oh, he will. <laughs> Gladly. Sounds like to me. All right, thank you, Kirk. Take care. All right, you, you too, guys. Okay, Take bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. Kirk Cameron. Ray, what did you think about which the Chihuahua part? Well, or any, the, of the, or the any of the part. Any that you want to comment on? Well, I, look, Kirk is 100% to be commended because these woke libraries, and we probably would be surprised how many, quote, public libraries have gone woke mm-hmm. across the country, but two letters, and now two of the most woke libraries turn around and said, they would rather host Kirk Cameron and right. get it over with than go through a lawsuit right. and the attendant publicity. So good for him for yeah. standing up. And and I think they the right would lose thing. that lawsuit too, even yeah, in, even in most liberal places, because you you know you hear you're saying, "Come on in, drag queens, read to kids," and then Kirk Cameron is Kirk Cameron is saying, "Hey, I'll come for free and read my book, which is a book about you know Christian virtues." Public library is supposed to be a public. There you forum, go, right? And they and they uh, they yielded on that. You know, you have to admire both Kirk and sister as sister Candace. They grew up in the Hollywood environment. Yeah, they they were part of that. But has Hollywood moved more further and further away from traditional values? They both took a stand. Yeah, they are to be really commended. They are a tremendous example for young people today. They're still very successful. Yeah. God is blessing them. Yeah. And using their perhaps Hollywood fame to get his message out. Yeah. You know, when people ask Kirk or Candace, why are you doing this? You know, yeah. you're bringing a lot of uh, negative attention to yourself. I, I know what they say. <laughs> We're putting the spotlight on Jesus Christ. Well, all Candace said was, and I, maybe we can get Kirk to help get her on this program. What she said was... Uh, when she moved over to this new network from, mm-hmm. from uh, Hallmark, Hallmark, that we're just we're going to feature traditional uh, couples and marriages. In other words, romances are going to involve man and woman, not man and man. That's mm-hmm. what she was. Yeah. She was asked a question about that, and uh, man, they just went after her. The the some of the celebrities uh, yeah. in Hollywood went after her. You know, it's Hallmark that made the move. They right. decided to feature right. these same-sex weddings, etc. Candace is just taking a stand. Right. That's right. all she's right. doing. Right. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim, Fred, Chris, and Ray. And we thank you for listening to AFR. Should you want to send us an email, the address is comments at AFR.net. Comments at AFR.net. Um, Alex McFarland joins us now uh, from North Carolina. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, and Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You going uh, out of town or out of state or staying there? Going to Virginia to be with my sister and brother-in-law. And Where do they live? Uh, uh, they live in Martinsville, Virginia. How far is that from you? A mm, couple hours. A couple okay. hours. Well, yeah. have you seen the weather? <laughs> I know it's you Angie. Get, you, you better get started pretty pretty soon. Yeah, I know. Uh, my wife Angie and my sister Caroline. I want to give a shout out to my sister Caroline. 
she um, listens online, and uh, they were just talking about there's supposed to be an ice storm. So, you, you know, I love snow, and it's always a blessing whenever there's a white Christmas. But here in the mid-Atlantic regions, we, we often get ice, not cool, you know, because, uh, man, you can drive on snow a little right. bit, but you, you cannot drive on ice even if you do have four-wheel drive. <clears throat> right. So so you all headed out like tonight or this afternoon or something? Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to avoid – I don't mean to get into your personal business so much no. here, but I'm just – I'm looking out for your safety here, Alex. Uh, y'all, I appreciate that. Okay, and so y- y- you're, gonna, you know, you're not going to you're not gonna hit the storm, right? You're going to be there before it arrives. We think. We're going to try. We're going to try. Yeah. But um, I do love Christmas. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, Christmas is real big in our family. And, hey, I'm not trying to brag here. I'm giving God the glory. But I got quoted on Fox News this morning. Oh, for uh, what? Um and there's uh, an article, and it's probably on Fox.com. It's about Christmas, and uh, they called me up, and they asked me about um, Micah 5.2 uh, says that there'll come one out of Bethlehem whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. And they called me up, and they said, is that really a prophecy about Jesus being born in Bethlehem? And I said, absolutely. That's just one of the, the wonderful realities of Jesus fulfilling all these prophecies, and he uh, showed himself to, yes, be the the Messiah, the promised Savior. And so uh, if you poke around foxnews.com, or yeah, foxnews.com, I'm in there uh, talking about Bethlehem and the prophecies of Jesus. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, I will say one thing for Fox News. Uh, They they do not censor out... uh, faith or the Christian religion are, you know, evangelicals. I mean, they don't. In fact, uh, Dr. Robert Jeffress was telling me, you know, about a show he appeared on recently with, um, oh, what's the, uh, what's the lady in the middle of the day, the African-American? Uh, Harris, Harris Faulkner. Oh, Lauren Green. Harris. Oh, okay. Harris Faulkner. Harris Faulkner. And she, and Lauren Green too, uh, but yeah. I haven't seen her in a while. But, uh, you know, they, they do allow for expressions of faith and of Christianity on Fox News. They don't censor it out. Yeah. She yes. actually went to uh, Pastor Jeffers' church Who the last couple of Harris weeks. Harris Faulkner? Yes. Yeah. A presentation there. So. Yeah, and they, now they called, and Alex gets a chance to comment on a biblical prophecy. I, think Go, I have the story right here. Okay. If you're interested. You mean it's on the Fox website? Yes. Bible verse of the day. Old Testament prophet foreshadows eternal impact of insignificant Bethlehem. Right. And we'll put that on our Facebook page. All right, Ray, um, you got a question for Alex, or you want me to ask one? Well, let me let me ask Alex the question. Fred and I did a little little thing at, at seven o'clock this morning. So, Fred, I'm going to ask Alex the question you asked me about the date of Christmas, uh, because since then, Fred, you asked me, and then one of our listeners wrote me with some comments about the discussion. So, let me throw it over to Alex. Uh, was Jesus born? We know he was born, but was he born on December the 25th? What does the Bible say? Can we be sure, or is it something we just don't know for certain? You know what? I want to refer people to um, the Hamilton Corner, December 13, and that's probably archived on AFR.net. Uh, that was one of the nights I had the privilege of uh, guest hosting the Hamilton Corner, and my uh, guest was Bill Federer. Uh, historian, writer, William J. Federer. 
Bill Federer, on that show, the December 13 Hamilton Corner, gave the most compelling, I mean, this was not fluff, this was a deep historical timeline where he actually does believe that it it was December 25th. And uh, sometimes people say, oh, no, that was just chosen because it was the the winter solstice and the Roman festival of Saturnalia. But um, Bill Federer makes this argument. He says, look, Saturnalia was uh, December 21 and 22, and that uh, Christians, and he gives, I can't recount all of it right now, but he gives this argument, Bill Federer does, that uh, for centuries and centuries it was believed to be December 25th. And he also ties that to um, when Zacharias got to um, offer incense, he, and he was of the line of Abijah, and, and that, uh, you know, Zacharias and Elizabeth were the parents of John the Baptist, and then Mary and Elizabeth uh, conferred when Mary was uh, carrying the Lord. Um, anyway, we, we don't know. I mean, we know that Jesus was born. Um, now, there was a great scholar named Dr. Henry Morris, and he earned his Ph.D. from the University of Virginia. Uh, brilliant guy. Henry Morris, in his uh, book, The Genesis Record, makes an argument that December 25th might have been the miraculous virginal conception, with the birth being 270 days later, the time of human gestation, uh, late September, uh, early October at the latest. And it's one of those things I, I just don't know. Um, but I'm a purist, and uh, I can believe it was December 25th. And think about this, guys. Uh, regardless of the date that we pick that we think Jesus was born, we have a, a 1 out of 365 chance of being correct. And that's that's not bad odds, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to the lottery, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, oh, but, um, um, look, I got a follow-up question for Alex because yes, um, some Christians, well, well-meaning, thoughtful Christians, because I know because I hear from them from time to time, make the argument: Well, Christmas isn't even in the Bible. The word isn't there. We're never commanded uh, to, you know, we're not commanded to do put up Christmas trees and stuff. In your judgment, Alex, is it is it wrong for Christians since we don't know the exact date for certain? Uh, is it wrong for Christians to celebrate Christmas? Uh, no, I don't think it's wrong. In fact, I think it's absolutely appropriate to celebrate Christmas. And I mean, you, you know, the great salvation story going all the way back to Genesis three fifteen, which is often called the Proto-Evangelium, or the first gospel, where it's predicted that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. Uh, I think everything about the salvation story is worth celebrating. And and let me just say this. Early Christians um, were interested in the birth of Jesus. There was a Roman emperor named Hadrian, and Hadrian uh, was a Roman emperor up to 138 A.D. Now think about this. So we're talking, you know, uh, about 90 to 100 years after the life of Jesus. Hadrian once uh, wrote, Jesus Christ was born in a cave in Bethlehem, the location of which has long been known, end of quote. Now, think about this. So we're talking, you know, roughly 90 years after the life of Christ, apparently the place 
uh, Hadrian called it a cave, but whatever kind of stable it was, um, Christians apparently, even back then, had been interested enough to to note and and commemorate the location. And you, you think about some of the great art and music, everything from you know one of the oldest carols ever, Adesti Fidelis, O Come All Ye Faithful, may have been uh, sung for fifteen hundred years. I think it's absolutely appropriate uh, to remember God so loved the world that he sent his son. But it's also a teachable moment. It's a gospel opportunity to tell people, look, this is the the focal point of history that God came onto the stage of time and space to be our Savior. And so um, I'm just going to tell you, at, at our house, we we play everything from, you know, Bing Crosby's Christmas album to Elvis to O Holy Night, and uh, we do Christmas big, and I I really think all Christians should. All right. Well, uh, I agree with you, brother. I was going to ask Alex to sing a little bit of Elvis's Blue Christmas for us. Uh, I'm afraid if I sang, that would quench the spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Exploring the reason not to sing. Uh, Now the guitar? Well, look at that. Uh, We're we're just about out of time. (laughs) Praise Uh, the Lord. (laughs) I can play the guitar for you, but uh, you you don't want me to sing. Uh, And you don't do Elvis impersonations, right? Uh, not okay. today. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, Alex, listen, uh, thanks for being on with us. Thanks for sharing what you did the last few minutes. And you and Angie, safe travels to your family's house there in Virginia. And I'm just going to tell you, brother, you better look at the – you better get started. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. Because I'm going to be I'm gonna be on AFR in the morning, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week. So join okay. us, folks. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All All right. See ya. We'll be back in five minutes with more of today's issues. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.